Welcome to the second interview in the Europe Direct Blanchardstown series, Celebrating Women Entrepreneurs. In this second interview, I spoke to Janet O'Carroll. Janet is a wedding, event and commercial photographer based in Dublin 15. In this interview, she describes how she turned what began as a hobby into a business, as well as the challenges faced when balancing running a business with her personal and family life. Welcome, Janet, and thanks for speaking to us at Europe Direct today. Thank you for having me. Full disclosure to anyone who's uh, listening, Janet is in fact my sister, so uh, familiar with a lot of this already, but I think she'll have a lot to say about running her own business that should be of interest to a lot of people. So, will we get started? Why not? Okay. Um, it's a bit strange for both of us, isn't it? It is being sister and brother, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's fun. Yeah, looking forward to it. Listen. So can I start um, by asking you how you actually got into photography and at what point did you feel this is something that you could turn from a hobby into actually a full-on Yes, um, I always had a love of photography, I think, over the years. I used to have exhibitions, going to see them, but I stayed at home with my kids for many years and I decided I'm going to get my camera, so I got my first camera. Uh, loved it, but knew very little about how to use it. So Barry, who is my brother, as you know, is a member of uh, St. Bridget's Camera Club here in Blanchestown. And he suggested I join. So I did. And that really, I learned so much. Lovely people there. Um, we learned a lot. I remember when I started being in awe of some of the work that people were doing, the competitions. I was like, oh my God, I'll never get to that level. But very quickly, uh, to my surprise as well, I was entering the competitions and being placed and in fact sometimes winning them and that gave me a lot of confidence. But I think it was a big thanks to the people in the club and Barry as well because I wouldn't have been very technically. So I think I learned a lot of the Photoshop and that type of thing um, from them and obviously how to use the camera and so on and so forth. So that gave me confidence and then I remember people saying, you know, you should do this and a family asked me for portraits. So I said, okay. So I was really nervous, but I said, I'm going to do this. And I borrowed a backdrop because I didn't have one. And I borrowed flashlights because I didn't have two. And I did the portraits and I blew the flash up on the guy who I borrowed it from. So it wasn't my best start. And it cost me more than obviously I charged the people to replace the, the flash. But it wasn't a good, a good, it should have put me off, but it didn't. And they were delighted with the pictures. It all turned out well. I replaced the flash and I, I went on from there. So yeah, that was that was the start. And you were lucky because I, I I remember when you got into it, and I suppose you were lucky because you had the natural flair for it, and then it was just a case of learning the technical. Yeah. And did that take long to do? Yeah, I, th I think you're still learning. I think it, it does. It does. I think the basics of, you know, editing, uh, Photoshop, Lightroom, there's, it's a mire. There is so much to learn. But what I will say is, there's an answer to every question. You just key it in. How do I do this? And you can, I usually would have the, the iPad with the tutorial on as I'm working on the screen. And, and that way you can learn so much. And it's all there. The information is all there. It really is if you, if you go looking and you take the time. So you can self-learn a lot of yeah. the technical stuff. And, and I mean, from that first job, where did it go from there? Was it word of mouth? Was it? Yeah, the first, the, the first job, um, it probably was a little bit of word of mouth. And then uh, I had started putting pictures up on my Facebook and people, you know, started to get to know me. So I decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to give this a go. So I, with the help of family and Barry, <laughs> set up a website. Uh, so a nice, simple website, nothing, nothing too elaborate. Uh, and we put some of my past work on. And then I got my first wedding. 
So again, very scary, you know, to do a wedding. But I saw so what I did was as a photographer who I had shadowed because that's obviously a wedding is a very big job. So I shadowed him on a couple of weddings before, you know, for no, just, just to get to learn the trade, if you like, because, you know, there's so many elements of the wedding day. So I shadowed him and I learned a lot with him. So I actually paid him to come with me on that first wedding, just to be sure, because it's, it's a couple's first day and, and you don't want to, obviously, you want to capture it's everything for them. It is a lot of pressure, but it's amazing. I was sick in the stomach before I did my first wedding. I really was, even though I had him with me. But now I don't even think about it. It's amazing. Oh, hundreds, yeah. Yeah, so now it's, it's second nature, but you still always are adrenaline is pumping and you you know you want and to get everything right oh yeah look yeah i used to get stressed again about weather but you just realize these are all out of your control and the couple are going to have a wonderful day anyway and you make the best of it i have a lovely heart-shaped umbrella lovely red heart-shaped umbrella so i bring that and in fact i even add rain into the picture sometimes and couples love it and most of them will go i remember being in kilkenny with a couple once and we were to go to the castle it was a winter wedding the castle was closed it was lashing rain but their pictures were just when the sky was turning blue and they were just amazing and they were great fun because they wanted to so i never worry anymore because you'll always and if you're if you're good and you think outside the box you can find somewhere it's interesting what you said about the umbrella because two of our other speakers lisa and andrew and angelica Heron, both talk about using challenges as opportunities oh yeah there's a great example of it it's raining yeah. right let's yeah. get the umbrella out. yeah absolutely make something of it you know people think oh you want a really sunny day that's a nightmare for us because you've shadow on faces and everything else so a flat dust cry is actually it's actually much better yeah yeah they obviously get the dress right yeah oh yeah once the dress looks good and right once the bride looks good and then to move on to the more business side of things what was the process of setting up not really for i think i knew okay i wanted to be a sole trader because that was quite simple setup so i rang the tax office asked them how i would go about i registered the business name first so that was online you know it wasn't that cost much to do i think it was 20 30 euros okay. not not expensive at all obviously you have to check the name isn't taken and yeah. so i did that got the business name then i registered uh with the tax office as a sole trader with the business name they were really helpful and they actually talked me through the process of registering so i did that myself uh, i needed business insurance obviously as well because i've been a photographer you're in and out of places and so i got that again i, I looked up and asked a few people from the camera club and, and there was a place there that specialized in camera and photography insurance so i did that so i was i was ready to go yeah that's, that's, that's mm. brilliant yeah and next question i mean this series is obviously about women mm. are there any challenges you experience particularly as a woman getting established in business uh, no i would have to say no not at all um i think for me being a woman in photography is actually to my advantage because brides you know they're getting ready in the bedroom they're getting the dress on so i can be in there and, and they're very comfortable to have a woman i think even shoots with children you know newborn shoots things like that i think they're very happy to have a woman so i used to say there's a lot of men who are very technical and spend thousands on equipment and i used to say well at least it's the one piece of equipment they can't buy yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know so i have to say definitely not this is not to be a woman at all yeah you know? and i've seen you at, at very important to be a people person because you're directing oh yeah you? i mean you, you need you need to be a good photographer but you also equally need to be very good with people because you know especially on a wedding day or anything like that like you're dealing with people all day long so you're trying to get them together for photographs and the thing is just to be friendly and you know you get it back tenfold from people 
you know, which is lovely, you know, really is nice, but definitely need to be good with people, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I was reading an article last week about a woman, mm. and she actually described a few moments where she experienced quite serious mental mm. issues. Is this something you've encountered? It is, yeah, yeah, it definitely is. I think on two occasions. Uh, the first occasion, both videographers, funny enough, no offence, because I've worked with fabulous videographers. Um, the first one was, uh, he assumed I must have been a friend of a couple, that a woman couldn't obviously be taking pictures. Uh, and he was very rude and arrogant throughout the day. But look, you get over that. And I think the second was a videographer who a friend of mine worked with. He'd comment on my footwear. You know, was I fixing my makeup? Things that he would he'd never say to a man, obviously. But again... I just let it roll over me because at the end of the day, it's a couple's wedding day and the last thing they want is, you know, uh, any kind of atmosphere. So I just let it go. And I think I'm lucky, as I say to people in another job, if somebody's like that and you're going in every day, that's hard for me. I only see them once. And in fact, the second guy, I actually told my partner that I was doing weddings with at the time, if he's on the job, I won't do it. So I have the privilege of being able to do that, you know. But and it's really interesting what you said about that came up with Jill Barrett the other day. One of the questions I asked her is whether in business or politics, it's often comment on in the media that of what, what is the yeah. wearing. Mm -hmm. Never do the same to the main no. politician no. or a celebrity or no. anything like that. No. No. What, what do you think? I would totally agree. Oh, you never hear about what a man's wearing, but it's always, oh, she made a mistake with that outfit or look at her there, you know, and I think for me, I remember it was my, the heel, the height of the heel on my shoe. Oh, look at her. She's teetering down the, you know, but I'm five foot two, so I'm vertically challenged. Yes, so if I'm doing a wedding with a six foot groom, I need a little bit of a, a little bit of a boost, you know? Yeah, it's part of my equipment. Exactly. Yeah. I have a stepladder. Yeah. I had to do a shoot of, uh, it was a gay wedding actually, and they released a hundred red balloons off the Millennium Bridge in town. He was a Sinn Féin County Councillor, yeah, lovely, lovely couple, two Chris's, Chris and Chris, yeah. uh, lovely guys, and it was a really fun day, and there was no pressure, windy day in Dublin, 100 red balloons, all the guests on the bridge, me on the ladder, with a, a ne'er-do-well at my feet, shaking, saying, take a picture of me, missus, as I'm trying to get them all, and capture the balloons in the wind. You don't even want a chance to get the job. Oh yeah, well, the balloons were gone, they were gone, <laughs> yeah, they were gone, but we got it, they released the balloons, and it made an amazing shot over the Dublin skyline, and they were delighted with it, and uh, yeah, so it all worked out Any in the end. Any unusual or funny experiences that come to mind? Yeah, I was doing a commercial job for a large building firm here in Dublin and they wanted me to go on the roof of a building down around the IFSC, quite high, and I'm not good with heights. And we were sitting at the business meeting and I didn't, I wanted this job, so I couldn't say anything. And they were saying, yeah, we'll put her in the crate, you know, like a little Easter bunny, we'll stick her in there and put her up on the crane. And my heart was in my boots. I was like... <laughs> Jesus, how am I going to do, do this? Anyway, no. um, in the end, they didn't do it, but we did go on the roof. We had to walk up all the steps, and I got over my fear, even in the howling wind. And we... Wasn't there a storm on the way? There was a storm on the way, and all the staff and crew were up with the banner, and I was up higher again on you know, this little peak thing on the top of the yeah, building. Yeah. I was up on that, and great view of Dublin, and the picture was fantastic. So, yeah, I conquered my fear. Ever been in a situation where you felt something was going wrong? Oh yeah, yeah, all, all the time, something like your battery starts, the flash dying, but again, I think I used to panic more in the beginning, and now you just go, okay, 
you know, we'll deal with that. Or weddings can go out of control, you know, with guests and things like that. And you're trying to get family you shots. Stuff in there, yeah. Yeah. Like if something, you know, there's somebody family shots into a wedding. You're, there's always somebody missing. He's in the loo. He's gone to the room. So I said, okay, we'll just do some couple shots while we're waiting. So we use the time, you know. So I'm I'm used to that at the stage. Again, in the beginning, it was oh, what are we gonna do? But now it's we just yeah, get to work around it. Oh, they like trying to. Oh, it is trying to like hairy cats. But I find if you tell them, look, the minute we do this, you can go to the bar. It kind of focuses. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and they want to want to know that. I mean, you run your business. You run it basically from home. Yes. You mentioned earlier having young children, mm-hmm. a few niece, yes. a bit older now. And mm-hmm. um, did you find it a challenge balancing home life and work, and particularly when they're kind of happening mm-hmm. in the same place? Yeah. And the question that is never asked to men. Yes, it was challenging, I won't lie. And I think kids, once you're there in the house, they think, oh, well, she's here, so she's available. Even though I could be in the middle of editing or something, you know, they're looking for this, they're looking for that. But I used to say, look, I'm working, and it was great because I could be flexible with them. So I'd plan my day around their lunchtime. So I know I could edit for two hours. They'd come in at 12, give the lunch, and, and then I have a few more hours, you know, to do whatever I have to do. But it is great, I think, when you have children to be in a job like that where you are flexible because you can fit it in around your lifestyle and around the kids. Obviously, they're older now, so I don't have that problem anymore. But, you know, people still do, like, they call, oh, you know, at the door for a coffee and because you're working from home, but I think everyone in Ireland has experienced that now with COVID after the last two years working from home. You know, it, it is, it's not easy. I've done a number of these interviews where only actually yesterday where the doorbell would ring in the middle. Yeah, of course, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, you just have to deal with it and, you know, yeah. but having said that, it's a, it's a great privilege, I think, to work for yourself because you have that flexibility. And do you find, what find difficult to separate work life from your own time? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, I, I think, okay, my, my partner would disagree, I suppose, when I'm in a city, I'm going around with the camera, I'm constantly stopping and he's like, come on, come on. But you can't help it because everywhere you see a photo. So but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, he might say it is. Um, but otherwise, no, not really. I mean, people are generally very good and, and I don't mind if somebody rings me in the evening or, you know, because to be honest, they're working probably nine to five. So they can't talk. So you have to be flexible, I think. And, and, and I don't mind that. I really don't. And, and you mentioned some of your experiences in the talk. Can you give me an idea of what a typical day's work would be? For example, a wedding. Or does, does, the work, does it start even beforehand, I assume? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the wedding couple would bring your inquire. Obviously, you send them packages, pricing. Then you could probably go through it with them. Uh, meet them, possibly. Or not, as the case may be at the moment with COVID. But we'd organise a Zoom session. Um, take the booking. I, I would contact the couple about two weeks before their, their wedding day and I asked them for a list of shots of, of, you know, family shots, all the shots they want. So I have it on the day so I can mark it off because we can't take it again. So it's very important to get every shot that they want. And we do a plan as well because wedding day has been, you know, they can go crazy. So we do a rough plan for photography. Sometimes it doesn't go according to, but at least I think sometimes it's up to the photographer to move the day along because the couple haven't done this before most times. So they kind of need your guidance, you know, with timings and so on and so forth. Um, so we, we, we make the plan, we go through that the night before, everything's charged up. Do you ever visit the venue in advance? Oh yeah, if it's a venue I haven't done before and I possibly can, I will. I'll go and scout out the venue so I know where I'm going to take the photos and bring the couple on the day so we can move quite fast. So yeah, I do. 
And on the day then I arrived at the bride's house. I always love that. It's always great fun. There's champagne and all the makeup, everything getting ready. So there's a great buzz and I get all those shots, for instance, the shoes, the Jimmy Choo's. I'm very jealous of those Jimmy Choo's. I'll have a pair one day. Um, yeah, just get all the detail shots, uh, the bride getting ready, dress going on. And then if I can, if I have time, I try to head to the venue to get the groom and all the men before the ceremony or the church. And then we go in, uh, we get the bride arriving into the church, do the whole ceremony outside, guests meet and greet, all that. And then we go on to do, generally I try to do the family shots fast because people, you know, they don't want to hang around. So we try to get those done. And I find when you have the list, and I always tell the couple, tell people we're doing the shots we'd appreciate if you can be there and i think when you do that people are very good you know they know and they'll they'll be where they're meant to be most of the time there's always one um <laughs> but uh yeah so we get those and then i do the bridal party so the bridesmaids the groomsmen and then i take the couple off for 20 minutes no more 20 minutes half an hour depending on the couple and we get it gives them a little bit of downtime on the day together too just the two of them and we get some lovely shots just of those you can be creative then if you've just the two of them. You have a little bit of time to set up shots and do something really special for them, which I love to give them. Yeah, like you use the, the vintage cars or the steps on a building or, or anything like that. You just have a look and, and see this is going to be nice, you know, and set the scene. And uh, yeah, and a couple love it. I mean, Dublin City, I love because it's like amazing for photography. And I can do 20 minutes, I can do Stephen's screen. Grafton Street, Anne's Lane with the umbrellas. Uh, what's the pub there with the Great Guinness? Oh, can't remember the name of it. Uh, straight down onto Dawson Street, 20 minutes, and uh, we do Bewley's, Brown Thomas. It's brilliant. You know, and couples love that, the variety. So, yeah. I do do a bit of commercial work. I work for a media company, um, a friend of mine who I used to work with. I used to work in an animation studio mm -hmm. and he contacted me because they were looking for a photographer. So I was very lucky. So I freelance for them and I do a lot of their commercial work. So they do a lot of 360 degree tours. Mm -hmm. So it could be hotels, it could be restaurants, funeral homes. Yeah. I've even done funeral homes, butchers, you name it. So that's nice. And I'm all over the country with that. So unfortunately during COVID, our reps weren't out selling. So it was quieter, but hopefully now things are getting back on track and we'll get moving with that again. Yeah, but yeah. that's nice. It's nice work. Getting back on track, like, it's ahead of it. Like, oh, decimated completely. You know, I mean, there was no occasions happening. No weddings, no communions, christenings, confirmations. And even with the commercial, as I said, our reps weren't out on the road, so they weren't selling. Uh, so it was obviously very quiet. But I was very lucky. I took the opportunity. Fingal were giving a grant to revamp your website basically which was really helpful so i did that in conjunction with the media company who i work for because that's what they do and they do it really well and i think that's something as well i just meant to say to you i think know what you're good at when you're and you know that side of it i'm you know i think to promote myself i wouldn't be very good at it so it's great to hand that over to professionals because they really do know what they're doing and you know, it pays to do that because I think as good as you are, if people can't find you, you won't get the work, you know. So I think it was a great opportunity and we revamped the whole website and divided it into commercial photography and personal photography and they did a smashing job. So big thanks to Fingal. Yeah, I have to say that for that, you know, it was really worthy. And then they also ran a workshop as well mm -hmm. uh, in conjunction with that. So that was, yeah, it was very yeah, interesting. The thing, there's a lot of sports out there and even here in the library, I'm looking out here, mm -hmm. we have the, the, the Work Matter Centre. Yeah. 
Japan, you know, there's the Rio and all these kind of places where you can get help and advice and That's, support. Are there. There's a lot there. And even through that, because there were so many small suppliers on that uh, webinar, with Fingal, I got a job from that. There's another lady who had a company making honey. And she needed to do her website, so I did all the photography. So it's all about, it's all about networking, yeah, really. And I think the more work you do, the more you get, obviously, because the word of mouth is, is the best advertising. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, next question I want to ask you is something I've asked all the other interviewees, and it's interesting to hear your answers. So what do you know now that you wish you know when you were first starting your interview process? What do I know now? Oh, my God, that's a hard one. Um, I think, I suppose, one thing I learned was not to pigeonhole myself into any genre of photography, because a lot of people said, oh, you know, stick to that, that's what you're good. But to be honest, it went in my favour that I didn't, because I can do everything from still life to portraits to commercial. Um, I know that now, so I'm glad I made that decision, if that makes sense. Um, I think, again, what I said earlier, know your strengths and work to them. And if you if that's not your strength, if you can afford it, get a professional, i.e. accountancy as well. I mean, they may know of grants and things like that, that that you wouldn't necessarily know about. I am brutal at keeping accounts or anything like that. So that was great to hand that end of it over. You know, and they can help you as well with where your business is going uh, and advise you going forward. Um, I think, what else? I think don't worry about what other people are doing as well. I think I was always watching other photographers and, oh, look, they seem really busy. And they, you know, you don't know. At the end of the day, I think concentrate on yourself and what you're doing and make sure you're good at what you do and don't worry about what other people it's are doing. To portray it is, it is. And some people are very good at that and, and fair play to them. Like some people really are very good and you think, oh, they're really busy all the time or whatever, or they're very good at promoting themselves and they can do that. I wouldn't be very confident in that. So I think it's great. Like when I read the bio of what they put on my website, I'm like, oh, is that me? But it is, but I just wouldn't be able to, to do that. So I think that's important. Photography by Jam. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. And I think all, all the women we've interviewed have come up with different answers mm. to that question. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting mm -hmm. that we're trying to build up a bit of a knowledge. Yeah, there. I think, and don't be afraid. You know, I think even for me, when I started going back into the commercial end of it, I hadn't been in a business place for years. I mean, since before I had my children. I was so nervous going in where there was like 70 people working to be trained and you know, I had to train with a photographer who was leaving and I was stressed about that and will I get the hang of this? On one hand it was lovely, I was out having lunch and that was great, but on the other hand I was very nervous. And now again, three or four years down the line, I'm doing it with my eyes closed. So I think it's not to be afraid to try new things and if you don't know how to do it, agree and figure it out. <laughs> Of course there is with any job, but fortune favours the brave and you have to just jump in with two feet. You'll sink or you'll swim, but that's nine times out of ten you'll swim. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. And the last thing I want to ask is, would you any advice for any other women who are considering maybe becoming an entrepreneur or setting up their own business? And, and there's always that, you just said it, that fear factor. There is. And I, and I think yeah, there is always a fear factor working for yourself. So if you're the type of person that isn't able for that, it's probably not a good idea. But I think at the end of the day, go for it. Jump in with two feet. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Again, there's so much help out there. So many resources that you can use um, to, to get set up. Uh, online, look around, see, see what other people are doing. Don't worry about what they're doing. But certainly there's so many ideas out there. Uh, tap into 
as I say, get yourself a good accountant and somebody who can promote you. I think they are very important uh, things to do and just have the confidence. And if you have to retrain, retrain, go and learn. And there's nothing that you can't learn if you try and you, you really want to. As I said to your YouTube, even no matter what you want, put it in. How do I do this? The answer is there. It's up to you to, to go with it Especially and learn. With well, Especially with photography. Yeah, somebody's done something. There's always something. It doesn't because in photography there's always something that you don't know. Always. But rather than panic, figure it out. And I'm a real on a need to know basis person. If I don't need to know, I don't know until I need to know. So, but then you find out. That's it. And then you're glad because you go, no, why was I afraid of that? Why didn't I go do that before? Because sometimes we can get caught in a rush of, well, this is what I know and I, and I don't want to move out of that comfort zone. So I think just push yourself a little bit and you'd be amazed. Yeah, and what you can That's achieve. A great, great place to finish. And thanks for having me. See you at Mama Dad's and so on. For dinner. <laughs> yeah, we'll be making it though. <laughs> Listen, thanks, William. No, it's my pleasure.